the Pledge of Allegiance. I remember as a little boy saying the Pledge of Allegiance in class at St. Ladislaus Catholic Church in the south end of Columbus. You know how sometimes kids have bloopers? They think, for instance, they know the words of a song, but they don't know all the words, so they get a few of those words wrong, and they sing out loud. Okay, well, one day I was asked to come in front of the class. I was probably in first or second grade as a little lad and lead the rest of the class in the pledge. I put my hand on the heart and faced the flag and proudly proclaimed loudly, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one naked individual with liberty and justice for all. Well, one naked individual may be too much liberty for some of us. <laughs> From that day forward, after the entire class laughed at me, just as you did, I made sure I knew all the words of the Pledge of Allegiance. This holiday weekend, our nation celebrates Independence Day, which commemorates the day that the 13 original colonies joined together to declare their independence from Great Britain. In fact, the first time we ever referred to us as United States of America was in the Declaration of Independence, which was accepted by the leadership of the 13 colonies on July 4th, 1776. July 3rd, we are a collection of colonies under the British Empire. July 4th, we were the United States of America. That's why we call July 4th the birthday of our nation. I hope we all take some time to recognize and give God thanks for the blessings we enjoy as a nation. Maybe this year, this Independence Day, is a good day for us to also take some time to consider what has made our nation strong and what part each of us can play in building a nation that, we, that will be strong for another 246 years. I was thinking about this as I was reading the readings and praying with them this weekend. And remarkably, as, as we hear in the second reading for today from Galatians chapter 6, we hear what, what makes strong a person, a marriage, a family, a group of persons, like a, like a church, a government, or a nation, is to look at our weaknesses. In fact, to boast of our weaknesses. For in them, we have the opportunity to be made strong. St. Paul says this succinctly. He says, may I never boast except in the cross of my Lord Jesus Christ. St. Paul certainly had many reasons to boast of his many strengths and gifts and accomplishments. However, even as he praised God for all that he was able to do in his lifetime, St. Paul was quick to point out that none of what he had done would have been possible without the cross of Jesus Christ. And the many occasions when he gave his own crosses, his own weaknesses to Christ. And then these weaknesses were made strong. 
God used them, that is, to draw St. Paul ever closer to him, then to use them as means to draw so many others to God, through St. Paul becoming more and more dependent on Christ's power rather than St. Paul relying on his own power. This is what makes our weaknesses, either as a person or a nation, this is what affords us. It affords us to rely more upon God's power than on our own power. We all have weaknesses. Some of our weaknesses are physical. Some are mental. Some are moral. Some of these weaknesses have to do with our work or some with our family life, some with our relationship with Christ. Some of us, for example, have short tempers. Others struggle with depression or anxiety. Some of us are too proud. Others of us lack backbone. We give in too quickly. But all of us are weak in some area. St. Paul had weaknesses. One in particular, St. Paul said, caused him a great deal of hardship. We don't know what it was because he never described it. We only heard him say that it was a thorn in his flesh. And St. Paul prayed that God would deliver him from this affliction. Three times, in fact, he beseeched God about this matter, but God's answer to him was, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Notice these words again. My grace is enough for you, for my power is made perfect in your weakness. In other words, God seemed to be saying to, to, to Paul, trust me, Paul, I will take care of you. And not despite your weaknesses, but through those weaknesses, I will use those weaknesses to demonstrate my power and my glory so that you can come closer to me and through your weaknesses made strong in me, you can draw others to my glory in you. That, my friends, is power. When we grow beyond our fear, beyond our self-centeredness, beyond our immaturity, whatever those blocks are for us, then we can reflect God's glory. God's glory may shimmer in our strengths, but it shines in our weaknesses if we allow it. When others see then us growing in patience, wisdom, courage, endurance, perseverance, and faith, then through our heartaches, they see this, that when God's glory shines, and it will, it shines a convicting light into the hearts and minds of others around us. That's what causes them to say, I see God in you. I see you going through this struggle, and I see your strength. I see something more than your own power. And I want it for myself. Some of you may remember the tennis star Arthur Ashe. I don't know if you remember him. 
He was a much respected man. Ash, while still at the height of his career, contracted AIDS from a blood transfusion during heart surgery. Fellow athletes admired Arthur Ashe for his skill and class on the court. But the world came to admire him even more for his courage in facing his tragic illness, which led to his untimely death. In an interview before he died, Ashe commented, If I ask why me about my troubles, I would have to ask why me about my blessings. Why my winning Wimbledon? Why my marrying a beautiful, gifted woman and having a wonderful family? What an incredible perspective. If I asked why me about my troubles, I would have to ask why me about my blessings. Arthur Ashe understood that God uses both, both our joys and our sorrows to grow us into people that reflect his glory, his character, his priorities, his purposes, his mission. Our disappointments then become his appointments in our life. By God's grace, painful experiences or situations can help us grow, grow into the men and women God created us to be and our nation needs us to be. Listen, it's, it's only human to pray to God to fix our troubles. I, I know I do. And I know the Apostle Paul did the same thing, and not once, but several times. Three times, he said, I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. He pleaded, he begged. What do you do when God doesn't fix your most grievous problem? That's the time when you pray for God to reveal himself in your troubles. St. Paul went on to say, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. When we give up our own power, strengths, and rely totally on God to help us endure our troubles, that's the point when we discover the true nature of God's character. The true nature of God's character. This is where he saves us. This is where he redeems us. This is where he restores us. And we learn the true faithfulness of God's promises. Have you ever reached a point in your life where you were pleading with God to change you or to change your circumstances? Did, you ever see, did it ever seem like God was silent in your struggles? Then instead of asking God to fix your circumstances, you certainly do that. Ask God also to reveal himself in your circumstances. Admit that the only way you will get through this is with God's strength, with Christ's our weaknesses can become our strengths. Strengths we need and strengths our world is desperate for us to live and witness and inspire. May we have the faith to say with St. Paul, therefore I will boast all the more gladly 
about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. It's interesting. In today's world, much like St. Paul's world, it is now again considered a weakness to be a Christian. Some fear to live it fully and freely due to the persecutions of others or their own struggles in their hearts between want and need. Yet, when St. Paul lived his Christian life boldly and courageously, when he let Christ take all of his weaknesses and use them to transform him, then St. Paul's life, his words, his witnesses, his actions, helped to convert so many nations to Christ. Nations. And the same is possible with you and I and all of us as Christians today. If we freely and fully live out the Christian life as our personal foundation and as our founding fathers and mothers intended to be the foundation of our nation, and as we allow Christ to take all of our weaknesses, both our personal weaknesses and any weaknesses we have as a people, as a country, God will use them to transform us and so many others. God will use our lives, our words, our witnesses, our actions to reconvert many in our nation to Christ. And from this blessed land we call home, lead us as his people to bring the world to him, which is the mission of every Christian. Let me end with this. A marriage, a family, a church community, an entire nation is only as strong as its people are strong. Indeed, this Independence Day, there are many reasons for us to give thanks to God for our nation, both at its founding and today. But perhaps another reason we can adopt today is that we should give thanks, even boast, for our weaknesses. For they present to us opportunities when we can give them to God so he can lead us and so many other people in our country to the glory of the Lord and the greatness he calls us all to live as an individual, as a nation, in him, rather than separate from him.